predictions. Today we have predictions on many things, including the housing market from the great Berdini. Your predictions, sir. OJ Simpson and spam. Name two things that should spend the next 18 years in a can. My name is Barry Horvath, and this is Moving Forward TV with your local market update. Hi, and I'm Dylan Gaston. Thank you for joining us today. So on today's show, we have Verdini predictions. <laughs> We're talking about some predictions, and primarily, um, obviously, having to do with the housing market. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Not necessarily the spam. Can. Spam in a can. I thought that was funny. Or, that was very funny. Or O.J. Simpson. <laughs> Um, but we won't go there. Yeah, poor OJ. Why are we picking on him? You know why? Because he should we... be in prison. Shh. All right, that's another show. Let's talk about the housing outlook. We're going to get five expert opinions on what, right. what's going on in the housing market, you know, the inventory, the whole situation. And then we're going to give two novice ones. We're the novices. Ba -ba <laughs> Yeah, we're the novices. So primarily what we're talking about is for the rest of 2017. We came across this fantastic article that talks about some of the things because obviously we know the predictions in the first half of the year didn't happen. They were talking yeah. about all kinds of things like the interest rates were going to skyrocket and, you know, um, the bottom was going to fall out and all kinds of like, and you know, inventory naysayers, level. naysayers didn't happen. And they said inventory levels would even out. And right. they haven't. So right. No. So none of that happened. So let's talk more about yeah. predictions and, and, that may or may not happen. And of course, our predictions are going to be on a national level. What you see and experience on a local level right. may vary from this. Right. But I think it's important for our buyers, sellers, and real estate professionals to be in tune with what's going on. And, you know, right. because... It's been a good time for people in the industry. It right has. Now. but you know, And you know what, though? I wanted to say, too, quite frankly, even though, like you said, and this is all national um, statistics and things that we're going to uh, chat about here, in reading this and going through this stuff, you know what? It's not all that far off from our local market here in Tampa Bay. Yeah, the Tampa Bay quite, market quite is frankly. one of the hottest in yeah, the country. Yeah, so, so this stuff really does kind of pertain to our area um, I need my quite turban, a bit, actually. I need my turban to be really effective <laughs> on this show. So. All right. So one of the things, so let's start first with, we're going to kind of do this newsy. So I'm going to, I'm going to start with, okay, so how bad is the inventory shortage plaguing the housing market right now? <clears throat> one measure of the lack of solutions is that some of the experts are looking over the horizon at the death of the baby boomers because, quite frankly, baby boomers own a majority of the owner-occupied homes in the United States right now. That's according to one of the Trulia uh, experts economists. And so the baby boomers, the our youngest baby boomer is turning 53 years old this year. That's hard so to we believe. Still I know. So we still have the baby, baby boomer generation turning 53. That's our youngest one. So from 53 up, they own the majority of the housing market right now. Right. So, and, yeah, and they're and staying put. <laughs> yep. They're not moving. 
they're, they're not moving. They're not downsizing. They're no. not upsizing. No. You know, it's so funny we talk they're about... They're staying put. But I, they're dying. <laughs> yes, I know, because they're dying young. So, so baby that's boomers are now turning 53. And the youngest ones. The youngest ones, yes. And, and people, I think, in that segment just aren't, you know, they're not ready to downsize quite yet, mm -hmm. a lot of them. And they're not, they're certainly not moving up because they're not having more children unless maybe right. the kids are moving home. Right. We're seeing more of that where families are <laughs> housing together. Yes, you're right. They say that. Because median I know that prices keep going up and, you know, uh, middle America is not going to be able to afford to buy a home at some point when I these know, prices keep going up. up. So They say when the children move out, it's a little scary because when they move back, they multiply. Yeah, it's so funny, it's true. You've that, experienced that, yes, haven't I you? Have. <laughs> yes, I have. Okay, so let's start with some of the predictions and stuff. So you wanna go for the, sure. you want me to read the let's, first prediction or you wanna read it? No, that's fine, I got right. this, I got go. this. So um, one of the predictions right now is that inventory will remain in Albatross. And, and low inventory is a hidden force influencing every other housing market stat. The reason that prices go up and why new listings are selling an unprecedented clip is as everyone's talking about tight inventory. Um, but, you know, right now, according to Zillow, the number of home for sales is about equal to the housing supply in 1994. I thought that was very interesting. I Keep did going. too. Sorry. So <laughs> it's all right if you want to interrupt me. There's 63 more million more people living in the United States than they did back in 94, which was 23 years ago. And since there aren't any new listings, but there aren't, there really aren't nearly enough, the overflow is greater than the inflow at this point. At some point, something has to give. That's right. And, and in general, buyers at the high end of the market will have more options since luxury homes definitely take, and we've experienced this, mm -hmm. longer to sell. And builders are concentrating on that segment. And um, you know, one of the things is that um, builders' profit margins on the lower end housing is just right. not there. They're not making any money. They can't make money on that 200,000 median house. Right. You know, even in some of the neighborhoods we're seeing by us in that 54 quarter. I know. There's half a million dollar spec homes now, which we've never seen right. before. And so. certainly not a first time home buyer. No, it's not going to step no, in this. No, because the, the builders are need to make more money. And um, supply was flat through the first quarter and then it declined to 8.9 in the second quarter. Even if that ends up at the low point, there's little reason to believe there's a true turnaround is imminent. New construction is expected to add 610,000 homes this year. Which sounds like a lot, but really is it's not. It's really not when you think about it. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, and more people are going to do renovations to their current right. homes and staying them longer. So we're seeing more remodels too. Right, so and that's what I was gonna say. So that's kind of some of the important stuff in this particular um, thing that, that first of all, even though uh, builders new building is adding $610,000 houses, sounds like a ton. Like we said, the whole 54 corridor, all the houses that's going up over there. However, it's still only um, about 65% of the historical average. Yeah, that's... That's low. It that's, is very low. That's very, it's low. very low. So, although it sounds like it. And the other thing that I thought was really cool about this um, particular um, prediction is when it said um, the housing supply, um, homes for sale is about equal to where it was in 1994. However... <laughs> There's 63 million more people living in the United States right now than there was 23 years ago in 1994. 63 million more people who need housing. 
that's your problem. So although this housing... Fix it, Dylan. The same. Fix it. <laughs> fix it. Well, so how you fix it? Well, you build more houses. Well, they're only building 600,000 right. more and houses. That's not enough to cover not. 63 million more people. And already a lot of your counties are landlocked. You know, they yes. have to tear down old properties, like Pinellas, for example. There's really, you can't fit anything else in no, Pinellas. Pinellas <laughs> County is overbuilt, okay? Yeah. Pasco still has some land land mm -hmm. hernando still has land so in you know that's the immediate bay area right here so you know it's hard to build when you don't have land so mm -hmm. at what point are we done i know so and how do we fix this how do we without fix it? building this is what if we can't build this is why we do the predictions this is why we're going to take a break my prediction is <laughs> we're going to take a break right now and we'll be right back let's see if i'm right prediction is Delyn is going to read the next <laughs> prediction on the housing market. Because we just talked about it. Oh, really? I do too. <laughs> <laughs> All I, right. heard a, I heard a really funny joke. Okay. But I'm not going to tell it. Oh, man. <laughs> We're going to have to watch next week to hear the next okay. show. Okay. Because okay. only one a week. One a week. And, <laughs> and yes, that one's good. But yeah, we have had some good ones. Okay. So no, so here's the second of the um, five predictions. And I think this one is really good and has a lot of um, meat to it as well. So climbing demand. That's low carb meat, right? <laughs> climbing demand will continue to push prices higher. We've all seen the prices going up. So this is what it says. Thanks to the low inventory and high demand, national home prices were up 5.58% through May, according to the National Home Price Index. Demand is not expected to dissipate anytime soon. Two reasons that this is going on, number one, policy, and number two, millennials, believe it or not. So let's take a look so at both of let's, those. It let's says, talk about those policies anyway. The Trump administration policies are overemphasizing demand and underemphasizing supply. Policies that push up demand are only going to make price growth worse all right so 
So let's talk about those let's two talk policies. About let's take first the policies. Right. right. So first of all, I want everybody to know this is not Fox News, so don't expect <laughs> to be overly entertained by what we're talking about with Trump here, okay? <laughs> and don't expect our jibber-jabber to be like, you know, <laughs> no, it's probably not perfectly gonna, said. We yeah, might mumble. You know, or yeah, we might mumble. We might mumble. So two of the big policies is, number one is the Dodd-Frank Act. Dodd-Frank was put out in 2011. Right, and so that we can hang ourselves. Rumor is it, yeah, and, and really basically the main core, it's, what is it, 611 pages or something like that? No, it's a thousand pages. Whatever. <laughs> thousand we pages. We tried to read some of it, but most of you tuned out, okay? But the, the big part of that law that was put in place for mortgage lending was the fact that the borrower must prove the ability to repay. Right. So you're not going to get a loan if you can't. Repay. We're not doing stated they income even, loans. They even have a little thing, and they call it ATR. Trust me, in the whole thing, it says the ATR. The ATR yeah. is ability to, to repay. repay. So back, Must be verified. Back when the last housing bust happened, and I know you were there. I was there. We I lived there. through it. I was there. We were doing loans for stated income, which right. means you had to prove no income. Yep. And you had, you know. No you, assets. You no didn't assets. Have to prove anything. You All you had to, to do was say, yeah, this is what I got. This oh, look, is how much I make. Let's give him and a you loan. could qualify for a loan. So people who worked at Walmart making seven dollars an hour, right. seven twenty-five at that time, could lie about their income and qualify to buy ten investment homes and right. never afford it. They lost a tenant, boom, they're in trouble or they'd flip it. That's the big part. So Trump is working on dismantling this to loosen the housing market. Right. And there's because you know, so many people complain that you know oh it's too hard it's to get a loan it's too hard to get no it's not you just have to verify things and you have to qualify so um, hopefully he's not going to dismantle the whole thing because there are definite parts to that that are good right there are some parts that really are effective you know and and not to get we don't want to get into discussion no, but we know that I know some things he's tried to do have failed. Yes. You know, the health care thing, you know, that went nowhere. Right. Um, some, you know, some experts say that that could happen with work this, in progress. And honestly, Barry, I think a lot of this is going to be a work in progress. Um, but just some of the stuff that is happening, they are trying to dismantle it. You know, the whole thing shouldn't be dismantled because there's definitely some and, good parts to it. Yeah, there are. And actually, Fannie Mae, we've already seen some changes. Yeah, they right. They are They're trying to make to, it easier. Right. But to dismantle the whole program would be might be a little scary well, for some people. You know, and, and you and I have talked about this before because, quite frankly, the stuff that was put in it needed to be changed. Right. The, things needed to be fixed. Things. Yes. Needed, but the pendulum went from no income, no asset, just you know, as long as you had a pulse, you got a loan. Way over to almost nobody could. So we're we're trying to bring it back in line, and that's with some of the you know back in April, uh, Fannie Mae loosened up on some of their guidelines with regards to certain qualifications. We've seen FHA make some um, lighter uh, changes and things like that so hopefully not drastic but definitely well um, clearly a little bit clearly Dodd-Frank has not dragged down the market I mean look no. at where we're at and what's no. going on people are buying people are getting loans approved every single day and it's qualified I was just buyers. gonna say that and this people time deserve, they can afford it they can afford it right. so I you know you right. Know, so this is much better. And now, the second thing on the, policies that, that they were talking about was doubling the standard tax deduction. So people would get actually, you know, a Which lot of people that if you own a median home now, the standard deduction, you know, you right. may or may not qualify to even get a tax break for right. owning a home. So right. if they make it a double deduction which would be real helpful that could be helpful and and give people more incentive to buy and, but from you know. the market standpoint that is going to make more people want to go into home home ownership so of course that's going to 
continue to stimulate our market, which is great, but again, when you got no houses to sell, there and where's the problem? All right, so the second part of that. It's about the millennials. Is about the millennials. So tell us about the millennials, Dylan. So the millennials, um, they're getting older, first of all. And so they've moved out of their parents' basements. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and now they're moving into their 30s and they want to buy houses. Remember what we said before about the baby boomers not moving out of their houses? The houses that the millennials would be buying. Mm -hmm. So they're not moving up. So there's no move-ups going on. So here's two things that I thought was pretty interesting in this. For the last two quarters, the number of new owner-occupied households was greater than the number of new rented households. Isn't that interesting? That is very interesting. Which means more people are buying than renting. Well, that we certainly know that in our area. It is cheaper right now to own a home and pay a mortgage payment than it is to rent. Rents are skyrocketing. Rents they are, are skyrocketing. The and the reason they're skyrocketing is, again, that lower medium-priced home, mm -hmm. you can't find them anymore. Right. So investors have kind of, you know, they're getting sticker shock, I think, from some of the pricing out there. You know, it doesn't make sense for me as an investor, because I have some rental properties, to spend $200,000 on a place and try and rent it out for 1500 bucks a month. Right. Well, it just doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't cash flow. No. It doesn't, no. if, some, if that AC breaks, I'm, right. you know, right. I'm losing money. Yep. So that, and it, and it makes sense of what's going on there. But, all right, let's, number get three. On. let's get on to number three. So you want me to check this out yes. and read it to you? Yes. <sighs> Fine. Fine, fine. All right, we're going to have to go through this one fast. Or we're I know, gonna have to... and this one has a so, lot of meat. Affordable housing will be elusive. Elusive, I love that <laughs> Which is word. what we were just talking yep. about. <laughs> the, median, the median value of homes listed or not in the U.S. is 200000 Hey, Which remember, I always use that number. Our area, for what it's worth, is about two twenty-five right now. Yep. So this is according to Zillow. Given recent job and income growth, most American households can afford that price. But... Good luck actually finding a place listed for that much. The median home sold for 263.8 in June, according to the National Association of Realtors. And according to Trulier, starter homes are using an increasing share of their income to pay for housing. All right, so what does that mean? So that means people are putting more of it. Well, first of all, the home prices are going up. So, you know, our area, let's just break it down. And I had some notes written earlier. So we have 100,000. Now, this is just our area because national I don't think there's not a lot of places for under a hundred thousand so let's say under a hundred thousand up to two hundred thousand that would be our first-time home buyers entering into the market mm -hmm. in most cases then we have our step-ups between 200 and 300 and of course over 300 is our further step-ups now if if there's nothing in the 100 to 200 thousand price range people are going higher the medium housing price like I said in our air well nationally it was 263.8 in June right. our area it's about two and a quarter to 235 I think they said um, so our first-time home buyers are having to go deeper into their pocket mm -hmm. because they're the first house they can buy is over two hundred thousand dollars which is a lot of pressure on them yes it is Commercials what are you predicting now? <laughs> and more great information. What we're going to have right after this. <laughs> Be right back.
I'm missing my turban. It's great working with the great Berdini. <laughs> it's really hard to get predictions. I'm just not feeling it without that on my head. You, know? <laughs> you, need, you need your wrap. <laughs> I do. You need your wrap. I do. All right. <laughs> All right. But let's, let's finish up on this because this is some really cool stuff. Okay. So the fourth prediction, homes that do hit will move fast. Um, first of all, people spend a lot of time and stress looking for a house. Boy, do they ever. I remember buying. It's just a lot that you go through. It's a heartache. You put offers it in, is. they're gone. You put another offer and it it's gone. You know, you're outbid, whatever it may be. people that have been pre-qualified for fast. a year and they've been looking and looking, looking, and, looking. and looking and they can't find anything. So, so and they why, get discouraged. Right. So some of the other reasons that, they, that if they do get that house for, let's say, 150000 they ain't moving. Yep. It took them too long to get that house. Let me ask you something. How many times have you pre-qualified a buyer recently? Mm -hmm. They're all set. They're all excited. They're going out. They're looking. They hook up with a realtor. They can't find nothing. No. And then you don't hear nothing from them. A long time. And then you say, what happened? Oh, we just decided to you know, right. sign another lease. Right. How many times have you heard that? A lot. Line? A lot. So, so that's part of what the prediction is about. So, but the homes that do hit will move fast. So this I thought was really interesting too. Inventory is not only making homes less affordable, it is also making them much harder to catch if you can find one that is on the market. Nationally, the share of homes still on the market after two months is 47%, the lowest since Trulia began measuring this. Um, back in uh, back in 2012, it was 57% of the homes were unsold after two months. Location plays a role too. Larger markets where inventory has fallen most are moving fast. What this basically is saying: 47% of the homes are are, are that are listed are gone. So quite frankly, half the homes out there. So out of all the homes that are listed on the market, half of them go within and the first two months. I, what does that say, Bear? It says that if you find a home, don't sit on it. Don't no. think about it. Don't say let Put me. Put your offer in. Yes. And then sit on it. Let me it. have mom and dad come and look over the weekend. Yeah, no, no, it'll be gone. You have a 15, Put an offer in on it. You have a 15-day inspection period when you right. write a contract. Utilize it. They're get going it on your contract or you're, or you're, you're not going to get it. Right. And, and, and I tell everybody that. And I know. And people don't believe I, me until they lose their dream home. You know what? I think a lot of times they don't believe the real estate agent because they think, oh, they're just trying to make a commission or whatever. No, no. guys, it really isn't that. We'll, well tell you are, the exact same thing. Well, they are trying thing. to make a commission. Well, it's their but job. But they're telling them the truth. They're telling them the truth. The yep. market is that hot. All right. What about so mortgage rates? Our fifth, the fifth prediction is mortgage rates will stay low. Yep. And I... So here's what I have to say about that. Consistently low rates have stumped economists for years, which it has. All, yes. We're all scratching our heads saying, what? Especially since the Federal Reserve began raising short-term interest rates in December. In that long run, continued action by the Fed to push mortgage rates upward. For now, however, investor confidence in the U.S. is keeping rates at a low. If investors pull their money out of the U.S. Treasury bonds, which is what we tell everyone, bonds are what mortgage rates are tied to. If the investors pull their money out of bonds, then interest rates will absolutely spike very fast, just like it did after the elections in November. In either case, this was interesting, in either case, interest rates would have to close to double from what they are right now to make renting more attractive than buying. That's crazy to think Isn't that. Isn't that crazy? I yes. love that. Yes. You know what? Buying is still a better deal. Buying is, as long as you're going to stay for a few years. So, right. you know what? Go get pre-qualified. Go find a good realtor. Buy a home now. Yeah. I mean, that's the moral to the story. Absolutely. You know, Buy predictions on the market, all that. Low inventory. We know that. Get out there. Get in the game. Mm -hmm. And hold on to the home. 
Don't think you're going to flip it, though. No. It's just not a flipper's right, market. Right. All right. Great information on the market. So Woo! many great predictions. Woo! I feel Woo! like we did that really fast. We did. We did. <laughs> Let's talk about upcoming events. Okay. What do we got coming up? Uh, we always have stuff coming up. Yeah. You know what? I heard uh, our great, one of our great signature events is sold out. Bowling for Boob. Yeah. September 26th. So uh, sorry if you missed out on Elaine. They're all gone. Um, but you can still be a spectator. Right. And you can still support the event with some of the different things like your memory board. I know you love to talk about I know. that. <laughs> it's a bowling event. It's for breast cancer awareness. September 26th at Langlow in Newport Ritchie on Old 54. Right. Um, come on out. Support it. Wear your bra. Men, wear your bra. Now, now I do want to just mention real quick before that, though. And yes, you're right. Bowling for Boobs is one of my um, signature, my favorite signature events. But we have, we're also partnering with um, Taste of Trinity. Yay! Yes. If you like food and all about the restaurants in the Trinity area, that's going to be a great event. And that is on September 9th. And that is on a Saturday morning. And it is at Seven Springs. Seven Springs Middle School. Middle School. And all the proceeds for that go in and support the school. So another right. great thing. You know, if you want to learn more about these events and other things, you can go online. Yep. WPBA.rocks, our new domain. How about <laughs> that? Right. I love that. Dot biz still works too, but yeah, I love that. WPBA.rocks. Yes, so pretty awesome. And all of the information on all of our events that are coming up and various things. Or reach out to Maria Johnson. Everybody knows Maria. But anyway, we appreciate you guys watching. Please share the show. Like us. Share us. Twitter us out Can there. Can I make one more prediction? Sure. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Um, my prediction any, is you will watch the show next week and come back and see more great information. So, <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for watching. We are today and every day. Moving forward. Don't forget, share us on social media. Thanks. See everybody next week. Bye-bye.